Shit you're thinking anyway. Hey everybody, this is Fish. Wow. Well, I'm Steve. You are Steve. Still, <laughs> still the physically distanced. Uh, I know. We're not even following a six uh, foot rule. It's more kind of like a eight and a half mile. mile rule. Yeah. Probably eight and a half mile. Well, yeah. from downtown, yeah, I'm probably about seven or eight miles from you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, no, uh, no droplets being exchanged here for sure. You don't know that. I have an app. <laughs> you do. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, open it up right now. Welcome to the Ear Spoon, and uh, as always, we're being brought to you by the Fine Fine Coffee Roasters, known as the Mocha Joes. Let's get right into it. Let's not <laughs> dilly-dally what? at all here. I, I, I'm anti-dilly-dallying. The, the movement that is swelling up and does not seem to be losing momentum. I have nope. said it on this program a million and a half times that Americans become two weeks dumb. Something happens. The biggest <laughs> Vegas two weeks after 10 days after we weren't talking about Vegas anymore. You know, we were just, we, yep. we were just, you know, hey, a lot of people died in that concert and we just moved on. But this one, yep. this one feels different. Doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could wax on and I won't cause I'll just dominate the rest of the, this conversation. But, uh, I personally see this current moment in politics, and I won't even call it politics because I think that that almost uh, diminishes the value of it. I see this, and I, let me back up. I think I've established my bona fides as a as a as a devoted cynic about American culture. I, in many ways, disdain American culture, and certainly American history, and whatever it is we call America. In a way, it's like I can own the parts and, and acknowledge the parts that are great because there are great things in any country, and this one is included, but there's dark, 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 dark stuff that has been awful from the for, from its inception. I have never felt, in my 58 years of walking on the earth, more excited or optimistic about the future in this country than I do right now. Yeah, I have to say, uh, as you know, um, I helped organize a, um, a silent uh, protest uh, last this past Friday, uh, right. Today being uh, what, what is today's date? The fifteenth, um, yep. and and the amount of people that came up to me after saying we have to keep this up, this has to keep going, and I was like, good, it's it's your turn. Let yeah. me know what I can do to help. Yes, you know? well done. You know, <laughs> Here's and, the baton. Well, it, it's it's this thing, right? I mean, everybody looks at, at you as a as an organizer of something and says, well, they can carry the torch. And, and and that is true, and it's not that I shy away from carrying the torch, but it's a power in numbers. And if Amen. you if you can constantly put forth that message that says, okay, so that one did it, now this organization did it, now that individual did it, now that organization did it, now this this thing's not going away, and we need to change stuff, and that has been happening before our very eyes. It is really delicious to see, and I have to say I'm duly impressed by so many progressive and good, good-hearted people, most especially the young people, yeah. most especially the non-white people. This is really a very pregnant moment, and I, you know, the, again, 85% of everything is just showing up, and people are showing up. So you're 100% right to be pushing it back into the laps of people who have been, uh, you know, 
philosophically on board, spiritually, politically, etc., on board, can talk a good game, can post you know super good things on Facebook and Twitter, and and need to do a few things more. So we're there's two things happening simultaneously. One is especially for white folks recognizing that our role now is to play wingman and to say, hey, hey, black folks and 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 black. In, in Native American and you know and all uh, you know uh, Latino oppre- oppressed groups, yep. we have privilege. How do you want to use it? I am your vessel, right. and this is a time to say, I am happily going to involve whatever energy I can. And you punting it on to another person to me, and forgive this parallel because I I think it's a bit of a stretch, but I think it's also valid. Um, it's the same way we give faith to politicians legislators and say, hey, I don't really want to show up. I don't really want to do the work. I don't really want to do the heavy lifting. I hope you do it. Um, I think that is over. Right. You know, and I, and I think right now what we're seeing is, and with people in the streets in the middle of a pandemic and going out in the streets, God knows, please wear a mask. But in the middle of the streets saying like, you know what? Some things are more important than my own physical safety. And dare I say parenthetically, the safety of others more importantly. Uh, but people are going out in the streets and saying, you know what? Fuck this enough. We've had enough, and this is the end of it. We're not going back from here. So for you to push onto another person gently and say, you know, I am happy to help. I am a, a an available tool, uh, just like when you're gardening. You go for the rake, you go for the spade, you go for the hoe, you go for the this. You know, we're all you know, various tools, dare I say. God knows we are. Uh to be implemented and dispersed and, and used in, in various ways. This is the time for, for white folks especially to be, one, educating ourselves, and two, saying to, to people who are doing this work and have been doing this work, how do I help you best? Right. I was talking to somebody, a person of color, at the rally, and, um, and they were thanking me for organizing this whole thing. And I said, look, here's the deal. I'm a shield. Ah, good picture. I I am just going to be a shield. All right. So absolutely grab me and put me in front of you and I'll deflect anything that comes at you that I can. That's within my power. You know, when I got up and and I made a a quick little announcement and I, and we talked before we went on, uh, before we started our podcast, uh, I basically said, you know, one of the things that I am most terrified of is, is sounding tone deaf, you know, (laughs) saying something that I feel from my heart but I haven't thought it through 100%. And since the air is charged right now, I feel a responsibility to basically say, okay, is, uh, you know, now may be a better time for me to listen a little more than just to speak, you know? Well done, well done. You know, and and, and that, and that that, that is where I am operating from right now is from that place. I will shield any person. That doesn't have the level of privilege I have. I recognize my white privilege. I recognize that it's there. I recognize that I have it. I recognize that I can benefit from it. But moreover, I recognize that somebody else can benefit from it who might not have it. Well done. So from there, from that point, I give all of that to anybody who needs it. Well done. Yeah, I mean, dude, let me just take a second to say, you know, props to you for being that kind of awake uh, and, and to anybody else, you know, white person, you know, the, of the privileged and majority group, if you're doing the work and you're learning more, you know, I, I have to say, 
I've cons- I was raised by some surprisingly progressive people. So like racial issues were an early memory I have of talking about uh, my parents, like invoking that deep, deep down. Um, so it's not like I've, I'm, this is a new thing for me, but I have to say I'm thrilled to see myself learning constantly and things that I didn't quite understand, both historically things that have occurred, uh, but also how, how I'm framing and the tone with which I come at things. I am a, a loudmouth, opinionated uh, activist, leftist. So there's a lot of me that's all my tool is like, I'm going to tell you a whole bunch of stuff and here you go. Um, but the truth of the matter is it's now time to be secondary and tertiary and to back away and say, I'm here to be used by whatever you choose to do. And for that reason, I push back on people who are bitching about looting. I push back on people who are bitching about uh what so-called riots, while I believe wholeheartedly that on the edges of this stuff is violence and looting, I think the majority of it is good-hearted people showing up to say, enough already. Are you but saying I, some are good and some are bad? <laughs> yeah, both sides it. <laughs> both sides. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying that there's going to be people that are hard to keep in check. God knows there's enough white nationalists provoking violence oh, yeah. to make it look bad, and that's a separate story. But then there are people who are just like furious and they just want to be violent. And, you know, on the one hand, it's like, don't be violent. On the other hand, it's like, I'm not about to tell you how to fucking be 400 plus years of oppression like this. You know, like I get it. You know, it's like I understand burning down a Wendy's. I get that on some visceral level. I personally wouldn't do it. But like, I understand it on some level. I, so, so, you know, I was having the same conversation with somebody and I was like, look, you know, I understand it. And then um, as I was trying to say, look, I, I, I don't condone it. But I understand it. I understand. Yeah. I, I have been that person that has gotten so fucking mad that I've punched an individual in their face. That they've enraged. They've boiled this stuff up to me that I literally turned violent because yeah. I was left no other avenue in which to discuss and reason with this person. And, and Well, I, walking away is an option, dude. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> you know... You don't have to solve that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, you, you're probably right. But, it, and, and of course, I'm going back to my 20s where I just right, didn't right, understand right. something. And and there was one incident where uh, when I was in college, a friend of mine um, who was an African-American uh, was was called the N-word. And yeah. he just looked at this person and just like, what? Oh, whatever. <laughs> and, and walked away. And I was like, yeah. and I felt the need. To say something like, no, this is not okay. You apologize. And, of course, they wouldn't apologize. And and then, you know, he just said, and then he called him the name again. And my Ooh. buddy said, let's go. Walk away from this asshole. Don't waste your time with him. And, you know, you just lose it. And you get so mad. And it wasn't that I had any right, probably. I probably should have listened to my friend who was clearly far less disturbed. I'm sure he was hurt by it because who wants to who wants to be yeah called like that unprovoked too i might add and so i ended up i ended up tussling with this guy but and that's the thing it's like what are the two different experiences of of a very white guy and a a non-white guy and his response is let's avoid conflict fighting injury violence etc because i deal with this every second of every day right and on the other hand there's a part of me that says like Good for you, man, for stepping up. It's like when I see people being misogynistic on social media, you step up and say, don't fucking talk that way. Even if you're talking about Sarah Palin, you know, there's plenty of reasons to hate Sarah Palin or, or you know, pick your person, you know, uh, 
what's her name, Collins in Maine. You know, but you don't have to genderize it. Even Hillary Clinton, you don't have to genderize it. You can you know, make fun of them based on policy. Yeah, I mean, but, the, 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 there's a, the, the information and 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 what you can do with it. I have never been, and as long as you've known me, I have never been the low hanging fruit comedian. No, 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 that's true. You know, if I see <laughs> an over, that. if I ever if I see an overweight person, I don't make a donut joke. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. although yeah, yeah. I, I did in a meme once but uh but that was you gotta be careful with that and then somebody rightfully can call you out on it yeah so i don't you know but i i I go the intellect route i am uh you know i I try to be the thinking man behind it the stuff that's hard to refute you know sometimes you want to break a nose yeah sometimes (laughs) sometimes bones just have to be broken i know i know i I don't advocate it but yeah probably something deeply satisfying but listen, so I mean, that's kind of where we are. I, I feel as though that there is there there's this movement afoot. There's this thing happening, and I feel like we might actually, for the first time, in my fifty plus years, and I should be saying fifty five plus years, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna just go younger. Man, uh, you're still a kid to I, me. I know. So um, that that I feel as though this time it might just change, and it and, feels different. Doesn't it? Well, you know, and and I and and I took a look at it, and I was having this conversation with my wife, and she and when we were talking about what makes this one different, and I said, what makes this one different is that for eight minutes and forty six seconds, oh, somebody diabolically, while this guy said he couldn't breathe, while he called out for his mother, Ugh, kept a knee, a handcuffed guy who didn't resist one oh. iota diabolically fucking murdered somebody in the public square and grinned into a camera that while was three fucking assholes stood by and allowed it to happen yeah i think you're you're on to something there we've seen a philando castile we've seen a million and that was from minneapolis as well we've seen more than enough evidence of like what the fuck you know but this one was almost like the 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 state uh, white supremacy, whatever, you know, every, his embodiment was looking in the camera going, what are you going to do about it? Right. And so now you got your answer, you know, you know, you fuck, fuck with us and find out. And that was the, you know, the, the, the proverbial straw and people have now flooded into the streets at risk of them, their own well being. And again, the emphasis is that the majority are nonviolent is looking to show up in numbers. And I dare say, if you want to talk about police in these moments, I mean, want to talk about violence in these moments, it is instigated by police almost all the time, from my experience. And I have poured over these ex- these things, and there's an entire compendium and spreadsheet of right. police violence against peaceful, unarmed protesters. Yeah. Um, so, and again, you, but you're nailing it exactly right. This was the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. And first and foremost, it should be about George Floyd, it should be about racial justice. Secondarily to that is every inequity and injustice that's ever happened and that is currently happening in this in this world right now and in this country right now. And people are flooding, excuse me, into the streets to say, yeah, something is fundamentally broken here and we are not having this. Hey, Minneapolis, here's your third precinct burned to the ground. Right. You know? And like again, not a fan of violence. But this is the necessary expression of people who have been squelched for way too long. And if it means losing buildings to save people's lives, 
Fuck your buildings. There's a lady, uh, I don't know if you've seen the clip. You've probably seen the clip. She goes on and... Saw it. I know yes, the one you're talking about. You know about. the one I'm talking about where she I is... totally know. She's basically saying, they're asking us why we're burning our communities. They're not our communities. Right. Exactly right. She nailed it. That's why it's viral, because she nailed it. Right. And that's really, we're talking about power with a locus of control. Where is the power in this? And the, these communities are saying, we've had enough, and I don't care if you threaten us with... Tear gas, which, by the way, is banned in warfare because it's so detrimental to people. But we use it in the streets in Minneapolis. Our, own president, our own president turns the military on citizens just so he can get a photo op, for Christ's sakes. I have to say, the side of this, the side benefit of all this is I love how he is melting down and flaming out. Oh, I mean, you know, this whole thing with this West Point, calling everybody into West Point. I mean, all of this fucking shit is just going to backfire. This is not a boardroom conversation. It is not. You are dealing with the populace here. You know, and this whole thing, I mean, there's clearly, like everybody is, uh, like they'll post a picture of him walking down the ramp and they'll, or or going down the ramp, they'll say there's something wrong with this. And my response to every single one of them is, we're not just fucking figuring this out now are we right. no this oh. one's just physical that's all <laughs> this is just oh, f- geez i'm beginning to think there might be something wrong with the president <laughs> oh really <laughs> oh well thank you for waking the fuck up oh no by the kidding. way you're driving no kidding <laughs> right so this is i mean there's some glee in this because i you know again i'm no fan of biden i've said it very clearly on this podcast but uh i don't see how other than uh, circumventing or subverting the election that Trump can survive this present moment. I was having this conversation with uh, a messaging committee that I'm on. And and <laughs> the conversation, the overarching theme of the conversation was, do we actually need to do anything? This guy's kind of fucking on autopilot right now. <laughs> right, right, exactly. He's crashing planes into the ground over and over again. Right. And but I, the question is, but these are fascists. You don't underestimate fascists. Right. Stephen Miller. Stephen Miller wanted to go to Tulsa, where my son lives with his wife, where my white son lives with his black wife. You know, just mentioning that because there are, is a, is a, Tulsa is a racially uh, aware and awake area, and people there have. You know, now we're coming up on the hundredth anniversary of of uh, the Wall Street massacre, Black Wall Street massacre, and he wanted to go to that place on Juneteenth. To have his Nazi rally it is a pro- provocation that is not unintentional, that they thankfully backed away from, that says, hey, you know what, black people? Fuck you. Yeah, you know? exactly. And 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 I, I literally, when he announced that he was backing it up, I just, you know, I just went right, went right to his, went right to his, uh, to his Twitter page. And I said, you're fucking ballless. Yeah. Who the fuck are you? You know, you're fucking ballless. Don't, you know, I wish he had, I wish he had held true to it. And then he's making everybody, you know, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to sound insensitive. And these are one of those moments where I'm like, I, I, I'm crippled by the fact that I might be sounding tone deaf here, but just for for the fucking (laughs) optics of it, I wanted him to do it because I wanted him to show up on Juneteenth in this place that in this racially charged air on a fucking day where you have to from your heart speak to the atrocity that happened you can have your rally but you have to spend it speaking to the atrocity that happened and then talk about how you're going to systematically work to change that which he is completely fucking incapable of doing (laughs) 
Yeah, you that'll know? happen. And so and to uh, have the place surrounded by and ringed by people who, you know, the, I would hope, you know, there are a lot of a lot of black folks in, in Tulsa who I'm sure would show up to have a conversation there. Yeah. And like, and he should feel that uncomfortable. Right. And then, but everybody's got to sign a waiver that if they get coronavirus, that they will hold him accountable. Yeah. If you get infected by this hoax, uh, yeah. we're not responsible. We're not, it's a hoax. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, we could have done another half hour on, on, uh, the, uh, what the fugue state that we're in with coronavirus, because apparently it's over cause we're bored. Yeah. Yeah. We're just <laughs> bored. Speaking, speaking once again to our level of entitlement, but listen, right. I don't want to go down that path. I think this is a good place to bring it in for a landing. I agree. So I've been Fish. I've been Steve. And this has been the Ear Spoon brought to you, as always, by the fine, fine coffee roasters known as Mocha Joe's. MochaJoe's.com. All right, man. Talk to you next week. Cheers. All right. A A pleasure as always. And hey, thanks for the good work you're doing. I see what you're doing all the time. Thanks, man. Cheers. More at theearspoon.com.